2: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: Scandal, Ambrose, Darren Ambrose for Crystal Palace and that may do it!
3: good evening welcome to what is our first show of three this week um my name is chris hambling and i will be your host today and i'm joined by albert and john who i shall talk to in a short while. Uh, just a quick reminder as of the second of october which is this coming sunday we're switching to sunday nights for our live broadcast just as a a trial for the period of October. Um, uh, that is just to see if it has any impact on our live listenership. And on that subject, if you're listening to this on our podcast, uh, do tune in live. You, you get a much better experience and you can interact with us, which is which is an incredibly fun thing to do. Uh, a little word for you on mobile phone listening. Uh, you don't have to be at a computer to listen to us live. You can listen via any smartphone using your 3G or Wi-Fi connection. Simply go to wholeradio.net click play or using a media player enter radio.homesdale.net into your streaming media tab that's your streaming media tab that is uh, if you do need any assistance setting up email radio at homesdale.net and mikey will sort it out for you um we do have a free uh, match ticket draw coming up a little bit later on um have been doing this every week for a while and this is probably the last week we'll be trying it and before switching to some other event. Uh, so if you don't already have a business card or an email with your unique number on it, email us, it's radio net to get your unique number, and we'll do a draw for that, probably in no longer than about 10 minutes, I would say. Right, uh, after last week's 20-minute intro, that's me done. Just to remind you of our contact details before I talk to the lads, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio with your message. It's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. You can message us on there. You can give us a ring at any point, it's 0208 123 1646. Uh, calls are charged at your local rate and will come out of your bundle, it's mobile. And email is radio at net. Okay, uh, hi lads, uh, I'll talk to you first, John. Uh, what the hell have you been up to?
4: Not a lot, really, just uh, lots of Palace. There's been lots of home games, isn't there, really? Is, yeah. Saturday.
3: So, you know, being uh, being on Palace Radio, you'd have been called in for many of the Tuesday night games in the Cup.
4: Yeah, um, I think I did I think I did three shows last Tuesday, which was a bit of a bit of a stretch to be honest.
3: Yeah, you not have to work too hard for this one though, eh?
4: Yeah. I try not to, otherwise I show you all up.
3: <laughs> Good stuff. Uh and Albert, you're back, I think second week running.
4: Straight in there.
3: Hmm. Mm. I actually remembered the uh, over the course of twenty four hours that it was you. I did forget last week. Um yeah, you, know, you had uh, yeah, you've uh, you had an interesting day, haven't you?
5: I had a very interesting day. Yeah, uh, started a new job uh, with only two hours sleep um, <laughs> due to a trip to A&E last night which I won't go into.
3: No, obviously that's uh, private. We but, did but, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> were, they, uh, were they impressed with your performance on two hours sleep? Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> so.
5: I think so. Well, I, I got out on time which is probably a a good sign. That's, that's the important thing.
3: Okay, mate. Well, I think that's us well and truly warmed up. Hey, lads. Um... Right, we're going to go straight on to talking. What, you're warm?
5: I'm very warm.
3: John, are you warm?
4: It's a little bit brisk in here, actually. Uh,
3: I'm not sure. Is there anything you can do to help? Or should we just move on?
4: Uh, Provide some whole radio blankets. That'd be nice.
3: (laughs) I'll see what I can sort out for you. Yeah, mate. Uh, Do you want the the new radio logo? Are you happy with the old one?
4: No, the old one. I hate change.
3: Yeah, I know you do. There's a few people like that who (laughs) support this club. Um, Okay, well, thread of the week this week. We're just going to spend a short while on that. Uh, we've chosen the League Cup thread from Homestow, and obviously there's an equivalent thread on the BBS. And really, really, the, the sort of question is essentially: Are we happy with the draw? Um, and we can talk a little bit about the, the the sort of team selection in the League Cup as well. Really, I, I'll start with you, John. Um, Southampton, another home draw, which is the fourth in a row. I believe you have a little fact on that for us in a minute. But um, you, you're happy with that?
4: Well, home draw, yes, Southampton. Not really. Uh, it was pretty uninspiring given the, the teams there. I wanted to be inspired by playing Aldershot at home, <laughs> because uh, or Arsenal, because either way we'd have definitely won. But I just don't want to see us go out against um, just another t- championship team, really. And that's sort of been it's been coming, isn't it? I thought we might go out against Middlesbrough, but we did all right.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I know what you're saying about that. I certainly wouldn't. Wouldn't oh, some interesting fuzzy sound as I'm talking. Anyway, um, yeah, I just think that, uh, that that clearly, like you say, that there was a. Well, we, I thought we'd go out against Borough. I thought we'd go out against Wigan. You know, and I thought we'd go out in the first round as well. It's, uh, it's just one of those. Uh, Albert, how did you see
5: it? It's a, you know, it's a home game, and it's a, more importantly, it's a winnable home game. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm more than happy and. From a personal point of view, I've got a mate that lives locally who's a Southampton fan. So hopefully, it'd be a good excuse to uh, ram something down his throat.
3: <laughs> it sounds, it a
5: we- sounds a bit weird on reflection.
3: Yeah, it does really. Yeah. Um, Why okay, do it um, in the
4: mirror? <laughs>
3: well, okay. Well, I mean, in terms of, of of the team we've been playing in the cup. Now we've got Southampton. Now it's another Championship side and it's at home do you think it's just a case of carrying on the same way i mean the youngsters have been showing us the way to way to look at this really haven't they in terms of their enthusiasm and playing with a bit of flair and a bit of adventure
4: i think it'd be a bit harsh on them if they were left out of this stage i think we have to continue on the same lines i think o'keefe's done enough to warrant his starting position he's got a pretty glamorous job in the centre midfield there but he does it pretty well uh, williams and Zahar played well in the cup and to be honest, our cup performances have been a lot more lively than uh, than our league performances. But I would say that some of the teams we played have certainly rested players, mm. bar cruelly.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Albert, do you think uh, do you think that the the league cup's got the potential to be a, a distraction from the sort of day to day work of the league?
5: Uh, yeah, I do. Um, I, I said it last week. I'm, I'm not that fast about the competition as a whole, but you know if we if we put out the same team that we've been using which is fringe players that get a chance then it's not you know it's sort of it's less of a distraction really because it, you know you're, you're using players that aren't necessarily in contention for the following saturday or playing the saturday before so um mm. I th- i'd like to see the, him stick the same team to be honest especially considering it's the uh the only 11 that seems to be getting the result at the moment
3: yeah, so. true. But, but how far do you think you, you push that i mean how long how long before you think, well, hang on, we've got you know say you get 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 through this round, you get to the quarter final, you get to the semi, do you think it's it's right just to stick with that team the whole time in opposition, or do we get to a point where we think we're actually giving a good account of ourselves and playing our what is technically our strongest line up is the way to go
4: I think this- our strongest line up hasn't been our strongest line up to be honest. I think you know I, I don't think anyone would say that. You know, we've yet fielded our strongest team in any match this season. So, I mean, by the time you're looking at that, we've got players like Garvin and hopefully KG back, Klein back. So, you know, for the for the next round, I'd certainly stick. But then after that, you can only put what's out in front of you. But the players you've performed well deserve to start, no matter who we're against.
3: Mm. Now, you, would you agree with that or would you say it differently?
5: I think it's, um, it's a sort of a win-win situation, really. I think mean, you've got to take it... On the merits of the teams that you've drawn, if if we drew Man United, for example, you can look at it at the you know well we can we should put our strongest team out, so we have a better chance of winning, or you can look at it from the point of view that we haven't got much of a hope in winning anyway. So just mm. you know keep keep the team in that got us there in the first place. So I don't think there's a I don't think there's a right or wrong answer really to that. It's um it, it's it, the the team will dictate our team selection. I think so. Um, yeah.
3: That's no, a fair but point. I, I think, I mean, Dougie himself has said he, you know, he he doesn't view it as picking a weakened team. He, he views it as picking the team that is good enough to win the match, and it has proved the case each time. But I think I think there's certainly a case to suggest that the, the League Cup team is perhaps leading the, the sort of selection in in the league. Where, say, I mean, looking at Zaha hasn't been hadn't been started in the league. Well, he's been in and out of the team, but he, his performance in the League Cup. Against Wigan and against uh, Borough, basically uh, got him back in the, the, the starting lineup. Uh, it's just been superb, and we've also had the, the, the same thing. We've seen people really crying out for John Williams to play. Now we'll go into it when we talk about the uh, the rubbish result up at Doncaster. But essentially, yeah, I mean, go, go on, Albert. You, you want to? I
5: think. In? Um, I think if we sort, if you think back to last season, the way we were sort of playing desperately trying to stay up and you know freeman was very sort of adamant that that's not his preferred way of playing and he does does see us playing more exciting football and you know really taking it to the other team i think maybe you know the cup's given him an opportunity to sort of you know have a, have a bit of a play around and experiment with that you now because mean, if we if we go out of the Carling cup you know what have we lost really in the long run so i think that's sort of it might be his sort of his uh, experimenting ground, really. You know, he can yeah. he can put a team out that he thinks how he'd like to implement implement it in the league.
3: Well, we we also saw him use um got I we'll talk, again. I'll talk about this mm. the game, but we I saw him use uh, Gardner, of course. Um, first first game back, and he's used Marrow as well. Um, just just giving them some fitness. So there's that side of things as well. But I just I don't know. I just for me, I, I I've got to that point where I don't want to see John Williams in the in the cup if, if it means we're not going to see him in the league because the only time we looked half decent against uh doncaster was when john williams came off the bench. so again i'll talk about that later but it's that's just one of those things really i guess um i, I think i did definitely think the youngsters in the league cup have shown us the way forward and, and that's kind of where i see it but in, in terms of the draw itself just to sort of finish this subject off i think it's hard to complain at an, another home draw it really is um but if you're going to go out to someone, you don't want it to be someone in the, in the same league as you, really. It's just it doesn't really get the juices flowing. There's not going to be a huge attendance at Sellers for it, it's, which is a shame. Because, you know, again, I suppose you wouldn't have got that if we'd drawn But, yeah, it's a bit, bit of a disappointing draw in some ways. But, again, you've got to say it's a chance to get through to, a, to what is the latter stages of a, of a competitive cup competition.
4: I, th- I think uh, well, the final thing I'd say really is on sort of the player selection is the um, the worst thing that could happen is if we did, if we did get through would be to sort of ha- play youngsters against a team that's going to absolutely destroy them and destroy the confidence that they're building up and I think that's the only thing that will govern um, Dougie changing any selection. For, for the League Cup to be honest if we drew like if we if we did get through against Southampton drew Man United and they were going to put out a strong team then I don't think we'd see the likes of O'Keefe in the centre of the park because you know you don't you want to keep building his confidence
3: mm. no, I think that's fair absolutely alright we'll 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 leave that there unless you've got anything you want to end in, end with Albert um peace and love to everyone <laughs> I think that's a good good place to end it alright well we're going to get straight on with the, t- the ticket giveaway that um that we, we promised earlier uh, if you've got let's say if you've got a business card from us with a number on it or you, you've got a number by email from us uh just listen out we, the mikey's just done the draw uh, using the website www.random.org and it's uh tr- it's ticket number 67 so if you're number 67 uh, i think that's probably going to be an email or potentially one of the cards that aaron still has in his pocket but uh, if you've got that one um email us before the end of the show radio at homesdale.net uh if it's not claimed before the end of the show we'll come up with something else so we will definitely win those two match tickets to a category b game uh next next show which i think is gonna be wednesday okay um well look let's let's talk about the the borough match match in the cup then um john you were there albert you weren't so you're gonna have to interject with questions as they come up really um I mean, I'll, I'll start us off, really. We, we started with the with the cup line-up, if you like. Um, Lewis Price in goal. Uh, he, had, he had another another solid game. We, it's the first time we've seen Gardner since he signed. Um, first time in a while we've seen Marrow uh, come back, and he, and he played in midfield. I think he came off the bench to play right back recently. But we saw him start in, in midfield alongside uh, Williams and O'Keefe, who have been excellent, as John was saying earlier. Uh, I think the thing that caused the most... Uh, interest was was seeing big Calvin starting up front. He um, provided a lot of strength and a lot of movement up there. But you know, it was it was your typical Calvin. It was a mixed mix of um, moments where he he looked. I mean, you know, he it's at one point he chested the ball down and. Brilliantly and smashed a shot from third yards, which keeper did well to keep out and the next minute He can't trap the ball. So you, you do worry about that in some some ways But um, but he certainly him and Murray up front were a, were a real pain for, for the borough defence and kept them well Well and truly busy and and I'd say as a summary the first off uh, We just allow Borough to have possession, but then we just hurt them with with movement and pace of the young players uh, John, do you see any difference to that?
4: Uh, not, not a lot different. I think you know um, they, that Middlesbrough played a, a weaker uh, well, team to I the think. one, the one they did. Um, you know, get on on the Saturday previous. I don't think Middlesbrough were helped by the fact that they they did go all the way back up to Middlesbrough between matches. Mm. I, I can't see any logic in that, to be honest. And I think they paid the price for it. Having said that, I don't think they're too bothered about the League Cup, and they want to keep their league their league run going. But, okay. no, uh, Calvino was uh, was something
3: quite <laughs> special. OK, good stuff, John. Uh, just break away there for a second. We've got a caller on the line. Hi there. Hi, that you, Chris. It is indeed. That you, Jerry. Well,
0: Chris, i tell you what. Doncaster was the worst performance yet. i tell you now. I don't know if you went or any of your, any of your um, team went, but uh, yeah, yeah. very poor. The midfields are very poor. And I'm starting to think, Chris, I don't know, but I'm starting to think now. Um, as much... I'm Sean sure Scanner's greatest admirer and Saha. but I think, you know, we could get another striker just alongside um, Glenn Murray mm. to pick the pressure rooms. I'm not quite sure those boys can do it throughout the season. I've got a fun feeling we're going to fall short because we need someone with a bit more maturity, I'm sorry to say this, and a bit more experience. And um, uh, that's my feeling. Who would you recommend, okay, Jerry? I don't know, it's too long, that's the thing. I thought I was going to go for someone like Phillips, but he can't get in now. The guy that went to, um, you know, the former Burnham striker, but he's gone wherever he's gone. But I don't know, I just figured, you know, we've just got to be very careful. And Genyek had a terrible game. Five, five short passes, long passes. And he goes in, you know, he goes in the tackle quite, you know, I don't know, he doesn't seem right. And, and Ambrose is a nightmare. It just didn't go right and it's so disappointing, Chris, as you can imagine. And of course part of me's intimidation but part of me in jubilation going to Brighton's ground. Yeah. But we've really got to be up for it, Chris, because we're gonna they are gonna wanna beat us badly. But we're yeah. gonna wanna beat them badly, hopefully, and I hope those players know what it means to the club to beat Brighton oh. and not, not to get defeated there.
3: I know Steve, Steve Browett was saying earlier that Dougie's well and truly made the, the players aware of what the Brighton game means, means to us as a club. But like you say, if we go there with the approach we we had at Doncaster, which we'll, we'll talk about in a bit later on, but if, you, if we go there with that approach, you know, we're not going to get anything out of that game because they are flying and, and you know, and, and they deserve to be where they are as much as it pains me to say it. Uh, and I won't be saying it again. Um, what, what I would say, I mean, obviously we, we're only, I agree with you on the Doncaster game, mate. Absolutely, I, I was there, as you know, and it was yeah, it was it was a hard one to watch. But I mean, we we were, you, were you at the Borough game, which we're talking about now uh, in the cup. Yeah,
0: I'm, I was at the Borough. You have to excuse me, Chris, because uh, my um, my kid Pete was down, but I was at the Borough game, and I was very impressed with the Borough game. The thing is, right, Chris, I'm, I don't know, i would run ahead of myself too quickly here, yeah? but we've mm. possibly beating Southampton, but struggling in the league. I think we can improve, but I think. Three defeats on the bounce. It's not so much the defeats, it's the manner of the defeats, especially mm-hmm. regarding, I would say, not so much the Middlesbrough at home game. It was that the Cup game but yesterday? But going back, rewinding to Middlesbrough in the Cup, that was great. It's one of the great nights, which, you know, yeah. our club have, haven't been afforded to, maybe in recent years, of, you know, getting sort of three home games in the Cup and winning all of them.
3: Yeah, no, that's fair enough, mate. All right, well, b- well, before we sort of move on, do you, I mean... John Williams is probably the guy I, I, I want to talk about from that cup game. Really, do, do you think it's time for him to start in the league? Do you think, or do you think it's uh, we we do need experience rather than someone like John to to sort of spark us in in the centre of the park?
0: Chris, I think John Williams is seventeen, but the thing is, he's give, he's he's played like a lion since he come on, and what he gives us, Chris, it gives us a forward a, a forward momentum, a, form, a forward momentum in terms of you know a different dimension. And also, because he fights for every single ball, you know, like, perhaps... It's just, that's encouraging. But where we can... You no, know, he's only 17. Where we can do that throughout the year, I think it's the problem with us as a club sometimes. We rely we too much on our youngsters. And um, we don't want to burn them out. I don't want to say... I'm, but having said that, I, I think we should. I think he should be in the squad and I think he should feature for us throughout the yeah. year. Yeah, but I don't know every single game. I think it has got to be carefully monitored. Um, I mean, I just hope... You know, I just hope that we can, tomorrow, are you going to the game
3: yourself, Chris? I certainly am, yeah.
0: Yeah, well, Chris, I just hope, you know, I'm sorry for, um, I, I think I was so disappointed if you on Saturday, but yeah, yeah, we've got a chance, Chris, but I just hope Jednak and, and all that can really step up if, he, if he's going to be selected, and Ambrose, yeah. again, if he doesn't score, Chris, I'm, sure, I'm not quite sure what to, do to the team, really. To, Jerry, to team. Are, you,
5: are you on your way to Brighton? You sound out of breath, mate.
0: <laughs> I've just come back from work beg your pardon is that
3: you Matt? <laughs> no yeah it is Albert that is <laughs>
0: sorry Albert sorry I'll shut that's up I'm, all right. just no, I'm, ice, I'm, I'm just checking you alright mate yeah. I'm alright but the thing is well, I still I'm, I'm part I'm part of me is a great um exasperated and great excitement about going to Brighton tomorrow which I'm looking forward to do but yeah. I you, if they beat us mate or if we have a performance like Saturday I'll be gutted mate and I think the lamb will okay. start to come a bit now
3: yeah absolutely mate alright well that's brilliant man well um Thanks for the call. We've got a lot to uh, talk Chris, to thanks talk for about taking my call. And all the best, no Chris. No I'll
0: speak to you sometime next week okay. as well. I'll,
3: I'll bring up into you at Brighton. Big mate. Yourself, Cheers. Mate. Jerry. Cheers. Thanks, Top Jerry. man. Bye-bye, Chris. Bye. Up the Eagles. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Up, up the Eagles indeed. Wow. <laughs> Love, Jerry. Um OK, well, we were just... obviously we were just talk, John's just given us uh, his sort of uh, rundown on, on that first half, really... Um, Against Borough, it seems a long time ago now. To be honest, uh, that, that was, but it was a win, and it was, you know, the, it preceded a defeat, and you wouldn't believe that from reading the, um, reading the, the the message boards at the moment. But obviously, yeah, like you say, Calvino uh, certainly certainly had a had a good one in that first half. But I thought it was it was a really good. It was tactically we got it so right against Borough. We'd obviously just played him in the league, and it was one of those where, you know, if we if we could have gone out the same and just sort of. Thought we had a bit of a bit of hard luck against them in the league. If we just go out and play the same, we'll you know we might win this one. But Doug, he's he's changed things a little bit, and he's just just because he's brought in that pace. He's thought, well, we'll let them have the ball at the back where they can't hurt us. We'll let them knock it around. But we'll just keep nice and tight in midfield. And, you know, O'Keefe and Marrow did a great job in there, doing, in keeping that in, that the case. And then we just hit him on the break. And, and they couldn't really deal with Zahara on the night. Like they couldn't deal with him in the league game when he when he came off the bench. I don't think they got a tackle in on, on, on the league game. And it was pretty much the same sort of thing. So, sort of moving into the second half, um, well, I mean, Calvin's Calvin goal, got a goal. Uh, John, you were there. Did you see I it as Calvin's it. goal?
4: Did you? <laughs> I did. Before the game, I said Calvin will score, and he duly did. And yeah, uh, you know, I don't always predict Calvin Andrew to score. <clears throat> no, just on, just on the off chance that one day I might be right. <laughs> I just felt I felt it was Calvin's time, and it, it, it evidently was, and it definitely was his goal.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. There's a lot of people, saying it was going wide. But I mean, from my angle, sort of in line with it, it looks looked in all the way. Really. Um, yeah. The defender got a header on it, but he couldn't just because he couldn't keep it out of the net, really. I
5: don't, don't think it was going <laughs> wide. The, the, the defender looked like he headed it, you know, on the line, so mm. there's no way it could have been going wide. I think yeah. some people seemed far too hell-bent to take it away from him, poor side.
3: I think so, exactly. it's um, oh, yeah. Yeah, not the best luck, but in, do you know what? I mean, that, as a performance, I think, again, people want to want to remember the moments where, you know, where there was a bit of miscontrol or something like that, but as an all-round striker's performance, it was a good display. I will admit I still haven't forgiven him for kicking the ball into my stomach in, in pre-season. So I, I'm perhaps a little bit harsh in, in judging him. Have you retrieved him. the ball yet? No, it's, still in, it's in the, it went in the belly button. That's the problem. Uh, but it, it, there's lots of... Were well, you
5: an outie and it's now made you an inny?
3: <laughs> Correct,
4: yeah. <laughs> um, to be honest, though, uh, while we're talking about Calvin, yeah. OK, maybe not for his technical ability, but could you imagine something worse than the sort of heart that he would play with at uh, Brighton? Someone who's going to give their all. I'll be honest, you know, mate. I think I, I, I think the, that kind of game calls for people with who are going to put in a hundred percent, like for the full ninety minutes, and you know just going to bleed for the club. And he's that kind of player. He's not the most technically gifted player in the <laughs> world. We all know that. But I just want to see someone out there who's going to give it everything, and he does. That's why I like Calvin. That, you know where? He, where are you like
5: expecting 90. him to bleed from? <laughs>
4: uh, his ears. <laughs> um, I think I, I think you make
3: a good point, actually, John. I, I, you know, I know people have almost have like Calvin as a figure of fun, which isn't really fair. But the work he does—I mean, I know when Warnock brought him in, he, he used to talk about this and about how he he'd just bring Calvin on or, or he'd start him if he felt the defense, the opposition defense, needed a hard time. You know, needed needed to be yeah. run around and knocked and pushed and pulled all over the shop. And I think Calvin does that well. And, and why he played at Hillsborough as well, I exactly that exactly. Lee booted the keeper in the face
5: I think the Brighton the bright defence are long overdue a hard one
3: <laughs> yeah I think that's very much the case um, as, as, if I take that as a serious point as well if I may Um I, take it as serious as you want <laughs> that is very much um, from watching them uh, against uh, against Liverpool and uh, some of the uh, highlights from the game against Leeds, I mean, obviously as an attacking force. Well, I don't know why we're previewing Brighton now. We've got plenty of that to do in a bit. But I would just say, you know, it's, it's the game on everyone's minds, really. So I would just say that their their defence looked looked like it was, you know, creaking in both those games, and I think someone like Calvin could well. You know, could well stretch them. Maybe not as a starter. I think I oh. think Murray's got a start really, but and Scannell's done brilliantly this season. He's been our major goal for it. So, but certainly if if we need to get back in that game, we could do a lot worse than having Calvin available from the bench. I think. Um, just to round off this borough game, because do um, before we go and talk about the unfortunate result uh, against Doncaster. Uh, I just want to mention that um, it was quite obvious when when Dougie brought uh, Ramage on for Williams. Uh, sticking power into midfield, that that was the point where we sort of lost the impetus, and that's why I, I, I talk so much about Williams being that creative spark. Uh, I think when we got you know the likes of KG providing uh, a bit more, you know, someone who's going to carry the ball, it wouldn't be quite as important. But I think now, and obviously Garvin as well, but, but at the moment it's just Williams of, of that player type, and that's that's what worries me. But we also saw uh, Stephen Everson for his first appearance of the season. John, did he uh, look fit to you?
4: No, I don't think he ever does, though, so, does he, really? <laughs> That's quite harsh. No, um, I, I, don't, I don't think he does. You know, he's not that kind of player, but he's his mind's still completely active on the game. He's still completely in touch, and he knows exactly what he needs to do, and he's got the experience and the anticipation to right. make things happen without, without needing that fitness. And I think that actually links in quite well to what Jerry was saying about needing experienced strikers. If you look at the strikers we've got, we've got real depth in age, youth experience... You know everything. I don't think we need another one. I think we just need to get one fit, to be honest, and give uh, ourselves some options. I Stephen
5: think... Everson isn't put there to run around, is he? You
3: know, no, that's, that's right. He did it in that in that one his appearance there. He actually just he seemed to drop deep and try and link play, which I thought was quite good of him. Uh, if, if we were going, I to found that infuriating.
4: Of... <laughs> did you? <laughs> well, you, you don't want Everson dropping deep, really? Do you? I mean, come on. I uh, mean, I he needed he needed to be up front. Our team was looking for an out when he came on. Mm. And, you know, he wasn't providing it. He wasn't far enough up the pitch.
3: Well, we still had Calvin on the pitch, didn't we? So, I, you know, I can kind of see where we needed someone. I don't know. I would assume that he was told to do that. That's that's all I would assume. But... Oh,
4: I, I wouldn't doubt that for a second. But I think we've seen Calvin play and not do too badly on the wing. And he's clearly got more about him. And he can get up quicker and support someone. But if you're lumping the ball up to Calvin Andrews, Stefan Everson's not going to get there in time, is he?
3: Hmm interesting well it's a good point it's a good point i'm not saying i 100% agree but we don't want that do we we're a bit conflict you're wrong john
4: controversy <laughs> all
3: right good stuff uh, man of the match i'd give to wilf uh, and as a final thought i've said earlier on obviously that um i thought it, the youngster showed us the way forward just taking a few risks and playing with a bit of flair to win us the game really uh, and that's how i would sum that one up um so we'll, we'll move on straight away to doncaster six minutes late we have I'm afraid we do. Uh, we, we haven't got a diary or any any kind of commentary montage or anything like that. There's no need for it anymore. Did you
4: tear uh, up the diary in anger?
3: <laughs> I did. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have liked it. Um, well, look. I mean, I was I was the only one of the the whole radio team on today who was there. Um, so, guys, I'm going to hand over to you to uh, to to ask me some questions about it. Well, just the I don't, know. You don't know. Well, obviously, obviously, we did lose one nil uh, to a deflected John. Right? I don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if anyone noticed the uh, press association describing it as a like a blittering 30-yard strike into the bottom corner, but anyone who's seen it would know it was... um, It was probably going to go out for a throw-in on the left-hand side before it clipped... Uh, I don't know whose heel it was. I, I, think should... he, I think
5: he hit the ball about two minutes before it actually went in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was one of those, I tell you, from our angle, obviously we're, the op- we're at the opposite end looking down on that, and it just... You could see it was in the moment it deflected, but it took an age. It was just watching... Sparoni scramble over and oh, terrific. It horrific. It's one of those uh, times
4: where you felt really sorry for the keeper because he had no chance, but it looked pathetic, yeah. didn't it? It looked ridiculous how how slowly that ball went in. But you know, knowing how, what side he'd shot from, I don't know why Jules had his weight on his right foot because unless he was going to dive towards the blooming touch line, but you mm. know, um, yeah, but he, he did get wrong foot, and there was nothing he could do about it. Yeah. No. Uh, I think well, I, on a serious sure. note, though, <clears throat> everyone's sort of really, really downbeat after this Doncaster match. Yeah. Right? And, th- I mean, firstly, would you, would you say that we we deserve to lose that game? Dougie said we didn't deserve to lose.
3: Um, well, I, I've, I've said it on the boards, and I'm going to sort of use the same phrase I used there, because I think it's the easiest way for me to explain it. Um, Dougie was absolutely spot on saying we were unlucky to lose that game, Um but we did not deserve to win that game either. You know, it was it was nil nil written all over it. No one deserved a thing, other than perhaps arguably if the right decision had been made in the first ten minutes over a penalty and red card, uh, which should have been given because uh, Glenn Murray was cleaned through and, and hacked down. I know it's not on the BBC highlights. They did have the one in the second half where Easter was sort of sandwiched between two players. That that I would say would have been a, would have been a relatively soft penalty. Although I've seen that didn't given,
5: look that didn't look that much of a clear cut shout
3: if you'd seen if you'd seen the tackle on murray and he he was well clear as well it wasn't even i don't know i'm hoping it's out there somewhere i'm sure it is but it was it was shocking and and that referee you know you don't want to blame the ref because it's a cliche but he was he was appalling Uh, you know master fans um were were telling us that you know it was a penalty it's a red card and we're saying that you know the refs clearly favoured them all game. There were there were moments where simply on crowd noise he changed his mind to give free kicks. It was absolutely horrendous to see, I tell you. I'd um,
4: say the BBC I- London commentator did sort of allude to a very similar thing. I mean, obviously he's going to be biased, being you know London mm. uh, London broadcaster broadcasting to Palace fans, but it did sort of seem that way from the way you know he tried to you know tried to explain the situation to everybody
3: yeah i'm gonna go to a, a tweet quickly before I, I need to get um a bit of a rant off my system about the starting lineup and things like that but before i do that uh, they're on the same subject um we've, we've got a tweet from i think it's from holmesdale or just I don't, I don't know i've not been told who it's from exactly unless it is just holmesdale anyway it says do you think par should have started against should have should have it is uh, started versus Doncaster uh, over Ambrose thinks Pyle puts in a better shift yes absolutely 100% um, I was surprised to see, um, see to see John Pyle miss, miss out he's not been, last two games he hasn't really uh, been up to the standard that he originally showed uh, but I mean he's a cracking player with, with two good feet and and that sounds like a ridiculous cliche thing to say, of course he has two good feet but I mean how many, he can, How many bad feet has he got? yeah exactly but <laughs> thanks for that but yeah i mean he could uh, it's just a, it's frustrating to see ambrose in the current situation he's not he's not being used the, the best way uh, the system we play doesn't really seem to give him the space he needs uh he's being over relied on to cover and you know he does try his best to get back and he's he's not as bad as people think in terms of tracking back but it's not where you want to see darren ambrose you want st- to Aaron Ambrose is the guy who, who can take a shot from pretty much anywhere in that final third and get it on target. So we need to be looking at how do we get in those opportunities. And at the moment, we're not getting them to him.
4: Having said that, though, Chris, do you think that if Parr had played, it would have been Ambrose to lose out? I've got a feeling it would have been Wilf Zaha on the bench.
3: Yeah, well, I I would agree with the inference from Twitter that that would be a wrong decision, in my opinion.
4: I'm not saying it's the right or the wrong decision. Personally, I don't think Ambrose is quite up to it. I think Dougie's trying to just show him every confidence in him at the moment. And, you know, the last thing he wants to do is drop him. I think Ambrose is the kind of player, if he gets dropped, he's not going to respond necessarily very well.
3: Mm. Um, well. Maybe that maybe that is the case. Well, maybe he would benefit from a couple of weeks out. But I just think that it's just the way we're playing. I don't think he... I think when you see the way that someone like Zahar fits in and you see the way that... Um, par fits in as well. They're about sort of pace and power and just driving forward. Ambrose doesn't drive forward. Ambrose occupies space and, you know, in off defenders. And then once you find him with the ball and he's got a shooting opportunity, there he is. That's what you need from him. Or he delivers corners. But what he doesn't do is he doesn't really run around. Tackling people, he doesn't really. You know, he can link play, but he's not someone who's going to make a drive and run. So you can't expect that of him. And and to say he's having bad games because he's not doing that is wrong. He's having bad games because he's not. He's not given. He's not been given the same opportunities, in my view. Uh, But this. But at the same time, he is in. I would say he is in poor form. I don't want to want to get off the beaten track and 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 try and make excuses for him. And I'm sure he wouldn't make excuses for himself. It's he was quiet uh, he didn't have the support he needed in my view but i think that's been the case in the system we've played for some time unfortunately i
4: Chris. think many many people want to see sort of two natural wingers sort of like the forgotten man Kieran Cadogan you mm. know i think he's you know he's he should he should be there or thereabouts with our squad to be honest
3: yeah it's i don't know what say, what's happening don't know what's happening there really um don't know what to say i think I think two orthodox wingers is 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 a way to go certainly with someone like Glenn Murray up front um but you know it's a I don't know
5: what was the deal with Scannell going off after only sort of 60-65 minutes
3: well he he was he was not having an uh, having an effect really and it's it wasn't really down to him I don't think he was just it's just as the type of player that he is um, it he was just having to run around, just all over the place. He was just running around chasing nothing balls, because what was happening? And this is where my rant comes in. It's the central midfield having Jed and and Wright, and a lot of people have said it. The two of them played very, very similar positions. Uh, you can't really do that. You've, well, you can do that, but what you do is you isolate the attack through the centre. So both Murray and Scannell were having to go wide to try and link with Wilf or Ambrose, and and basically. When you've got Sean Scannell just almost running around the third top third of the pitch because Murray's not one to to run around too much, uh, chasing nothing. So it's really Sean doing all that running. You can only do that for an hour before that you know you not going to be effective if you if you get a chance. So, and I think it was the right decision because when Easter came on, he looked good. He, you know, he <laughs> he took on that role and and chased things down, and and you know he well you saw him he got in the right place for for nearly getting ourselves a penalty, but. I mean, that's that's what it was about with Sean. He, he didn't get any opportunities. It was the right decision to take his, of him and Murray. Murray was getting more goal scoring chances. <clears throat> but to me, the, the fault comes from the midfield. You you can't. I mean, I I'm not. You know me. I'm not the kind of guy who just picks a player and says that they were they were awful and they you know they should be criticised. David Wright came off for John Williams, and that was a good that was a good move but for me David Wright should have stayed on that pitch and Jednak should have come off because Jednak barely made a pass to a Palace player. Uh it's one of the worst performances I've seen in a long time and I don't I don't know what we're supposed to be seeing there. Dougie talked about him uh, coming in and taking over the Dan's mantle. now it's early days he's you know he's come into a new country he's got to adjust to a new club. So I'm not going to I'm not going to take it out on him but what I what I worry about is why it's why he was the one? Why he wasn't replaced? He's not going to benefit from being in a position where he looked out of his depth or, or and out of you know out of sync with the rest of his teammates. It was extremely frustrating to to watch. He he could win headers, uh, and that's all I can really remember about his performance. He just he just gave the ball away too much, uh, and when he didn't give the ball away, it's because he was passing backwards, uh, and I and I worry about that. He just didn't look confident, and and I'm not sure keeping him on the pitch was going to achieve anything for us unfortunately so that's I need to get out of my system that's what I felt about Jednak do
4: you feel better about Chris?
3: I do I don't think he's a bad player and I've seen him look half decent and I've seen signs of what he could be for us but that he's not it at the moment I don't um, think he's
4: ever going to be the Dan's role though to be honest I don't think he's got that kind of energy about him I mean I, I think he could be a really useful midfielder but I don't think mm-hmm. that Dan's role is going to be his I think the only player I can see to feel that is Johnny Williams in the long term yeah, well, future because he's that kind of sort of compact sort of can do sort of anything and really surprise the defense will run at a defense kind of mm. player i would say even garvin isn't that kind of player he's much more of a spread the ball around with a bit of quality kind of player
3: yeah no, I but, think can, I
5: but can johnny williams write a tune like neil dance
3: <laughs> <laughs> i think i
5: think probably, if, yes. if he
4: wasn't trying
3: <laughs> um <laughs> i mean we, look, we've, we've we've covered the the, the doncaster goal um what I think what is also worth saying um is that really, when when we went one nil down and we brought Williams on and you know we we went for the game, Doncaster absolutely crumbled. You know that the, all the possession that they'd had, had just gone and they, they reverted to, you know the number of times they sliced the ball out of play was just ridiculous for, for a professional football club, and we just we just absolutely you know we. We we're unlucky not to score in some ways. And it just begs the question, why the hell did we wait till we were 1-0 down before we did that? You, you don't... I mean, we set up the Palace way away from home, which seems to be two defensive midfielders and these sort of four attackers around it, if you like. Um, and it just doesn't... It, you shouldn't show that much respect or that lack of ambition to the team that's bottom of the league and struggling and have just changed the manager. It'd been with them one day, you know. It's great respect of this whole, you know, change the manager effect. We've shown, we've shown too much respect to Doncaster. Um, I know it's, you can show not enough respect to a team and get well and truly beaten, but that was, that was the wrong. That was wrong. That's the first time I felt the need to, to say to Doug, Dougie's got it wrong, in my opinion. Um,
1: Ready to pop the question?
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: You know, that is only my opinion, and it doesn't really count for someone against someone like Dougie, you know, to be fair. But that's how I saw it.
4: Do you think that maybe he he had wanted to go after them a bit more but maybe just poor performances in the midfield didn't allow for that to happen though?
3: Well, I, d- I don't think the signs have been there that that midfield setup would would have done anything than they than they did. You, you know, I, it, I mean, no, it's uh, rather than
4: expectation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah,
3: David Wright's not gonna, you know, he's not gonna gonna knock the ball around and sort of stroke passes left, right, and centre.
4: He's not gonna get out of his own half.
3: No, yeah, uh, and he d- look. And, and I'm not here to slag David Wright off. He had another good game breaking up play.
4: his his job is to sit in front of the back four and do it i think i think jednack's got his role slightly wrong at the moment uh, not just doncaster but i think when he plays alongside david Wright, i think he i think he is too defensive i mean Mm. the times when he stayed on that i've seen and say david wright's gone off he looks a much more attacking player when he's got someone attacking next to him i don't know whether he's sort of dragged along by by the man next to him sort of thing.
3: Yeah. I just, I think it's just a shame that we're we're not that we're not looking to go out and win a game. Sometimes, I know, I know that it seems stupid to say. It. We of course we want to win that game, of course. And and the way that, excuse me, <laughs> the way that uh, Dougie was trying to do it was clearly to keep things tight and hit them on the break. But that's what we've done in every game, so they're going to know that. They're going to know exactly what that situation is. They're going to know that they're going to have a bit of possession. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna essentially did the same thing to us they just let us they just sort of stroke that ball about and you know, hit it out of play quite a lot and just waited for their opportunity unfortunately for us their opportunity deflected and went in and, and none of ours did but uh, you know what i mean it's just a frustrating situation we shouldn't really be we shouldn't be put you know we started well enough we had the confidence flowing we shouldn't be setting ourselves back by doing this when we lost that game at leeds we went two to what We played really, really well, and we were so, so unlucky to lose that game. Just three little—well, say just three—three three defensive lapses cost us. You know, that's that's if you're going to lose a game, lose a game like that, where where you're unlucky and you've actually gone for them and you've you know you've tried really, really hard. When you <laughs> when you when you actually just effectively surrender any kind of an ambition before you start the game, you're not you're not going to do well enough. You're not going. We're going to be in the same situation we had last year, where we've struggled to win away. And and you know, it's bad for me to feel like this because I'm I'm a positive guy and I don't like unnecessary criticism. And it is only one game, you know. It's one it's one football match, and it's not. People talk about three losses in a row. Yeah, that's that is the case in the league, but we just won a game in midweek. We won a game in a lot, you know, a week ago. So it's it's not like it's not like this is the end of the world and. You know, but it's, it's a mistake, and it's a game we did wrong, and I think we should we should be able to express that without without feeling too bad about it.
2: Is that
4: no? Right? <laughs> I mean, we focus on the midfield in the attack, but what yeah. you know, what do you make of the back four? I mean, they're obviously unlucky to concede that goal, yeah.
2: but
4: you know, I mean, they they seem. Over the course of this season so far, it's been working quite well, really. I mean, we've been punished pretty harshly, like by by Burrow on the one mistake we did really make yeah. when Emnes absolutely rifled it home. Um, but they seem to be working better, and I mean, Paddy McCarthy seems to be having a much better season than the last campaign. Oh,
3: absolutely! I think, uh, with the greatest respect to Paddy, he he took on the captaincy, and, and he and he. I think he tried too hard. Uh, I think he's the sort of guy he's got. Very much from speaking to him, he's he's got Palace in his heart. You know, he, he's he he loves this club, and he wants more than anyone to see us be successful. And he wants to be a big part of that, and he wants to lead that. And I think that that played on his mind too much with with the you know with a season of struggle again. I think it just, I think he he just wanted to do too much, and and he. Didn't concentrate on his own game. He was too busy trying to organise everyone else, and you can understand that. You know, he's, he's an experienced captain. He captain Leicester at a ridiculously young age. He's not. You know, he's not and someone who Yeah, yeah. Enough about him. <laughs> but yeah, he just. Yeah, he's. You know, I don't. I'm not going to criticise Paddy, but he's definitely having a better season. Uh, I've I think the say- only
4: i got to say, I felt last season he was a victim of having too many uh, central defensive partners, to be honest. When he had, like, Davis, you had Gardner, and God knows who else played centre-back. Marrow played centre-back for a while. David Wright played centre-back once or twice, I think.
5: And yeah, yeah. I, think yeah. I think even I got a game at centre-back last season. Remember
4: <laughs> you did well. <laughs> but I think I think last season, I think he relies on being able to rely on the guy next to him. And yeah. know that he's he's confident in that person and i think that that's why him and tunchev are sort of tunchev's obviously he's a quality centre back we mm. you know we heard that when we first signed him on loan and we've seen it ourselves firsthand but i think that that reliance on the on the guy next to him means he can then focus not only on his game but on the team that's in front of him rather than just the back line
3: yeah i think that's it's a fair point i think to me the only the only real um slight issue at the back uh is is with peter ramage now peter ramage has done so much better than i thought he would do when we signed him Uh, he's been an excellent solid right back um and he's he's dug us out of some pretty bad situations at times so you know he's had a couple of clearances off the line some games and you know he's very very solid back there but what he doesn't offer is is much of a a force attacking you know he does get forward he does try and and, you know he will put a cross in the box but he's no he's not nathaniel klein I think I think Klein coming back would give us a massive amount of balance. And in, if anything, if we're going to play with these two with two defensive midfielders, having two attacking fullbacks would counter that. You know, having having Moxie overlapping and, and pushing up the left, and having Klein overlapping and pushing up the right would sort of negate some of the issue, issues that we're having now. I think it's a shame that we have to rely on that. Um, and I hope we don't rush Klein back. But certainly, we—it's easy to forget when a player's out. It's like like we forget how good Marrow was before he went out. Mm. It's easy to forget how much of an impact Klein has on our team and how how much better we are with him playing there, because because he's not been there all season, and it's you kind of you kind of forget it. And, uh, well, that's
4: it. He's a reliable reliable defender. I mean, he's he's brilliant as a defender but mm. going forward also he creates absolute mayhem for a defence because he's another one of those really direct I'm going to run at you sort of players and other defenders hate that they yeah. hate it when you just run straight at them because they, they're not expecting it and they should be but they're not yeah. and you know like you know, but Ramage didn't he start his career as a centre back I'm sure he did
3: yeah yeah Newcastle yeah pretty sure yeah
4: so you know it's, it's not naturally in his game and I, I think fair play to him he's really giving it a go but it was never going to be his forte to sort of to to break forward and i don't think he's been helped really by having ambrose in front of him mm. who's not really going to give him any cover at you know um cover if he does get forward i mm. think on the other side where we've had Parr and moxie you know two natural left backs one can cover for the other
3: yeah and they, and they did overlap repeatedly and it and when they were not played together as much as i expected them to have done so uh, i think because I mean, Parr keeps getting shoved out on the right for whatever reason, but um, but I've seen really when, the
4: Borough game he was on the
3: right, and I've got yeah, him. and sorry, and Cup game as well. Sorry, uh, yeah, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, I know we we sort of like it, it's defensive cover in that in that area was more important, but I don't. I, I mean, I know Ambrose is probably better cutting in from the left to to have a shot, but I don't know. I think Parr and and Moxie working together on the left hand side is is the way forward. It, oh, you know, I long long term.
4: But I think uh, that's what I think we'd be better off with two conventional wingers. You know, just think, mm. on one side, high on the other, at the moment. Mm. I mean, that seems to, you know, you got to play the players who are in form. At the end of the day, yeah.
3: I don't, I'd quite like to see. Um, I quite I see, said at the end of the
4: day. Sorry, I, you I did, really yeah. apologise. it's
3: horrific. horrific. Well, all, all things actually, being equal. Yeah.
4: It, it really irritates me when people say at the end of the day as well. Yeah.
3: I'd quite like to see um, Wilf get a couple of opportunities straight through the middle as well and just you know may- maybe have someone like Cadogan come on the right hand side for a while or maybe uh, you know just u- use Scannel's um I know he's been brilliant up front and I don't want to Take him out of that situation, but have those two swap during the course game as well. Just keep that sort of rotation of positions going during a game. I think I think Dougie showed a bit of that pre-season, and I like the way that that works. I like keeping the opposition on their toes, really. But, Do you, you know, not think? I
4: mean, we've all been calling for four four two pre-season. Do yeah. you not think that it could possibly be a four three three? I, if, I, if, I if like we properly well, played Zaha and Scannell as forward players, not wingers trying to get forward. If we properly played them as a front three. Do you think that could possibly work with someone like Williams behind them? And then you could really accept having someone like Parr yeah. and David Wright in midfield?
3: I think I think it's definitely possible. This, this sort of formation we played when we had Sinclair and Moses uh, with, with Morrison at the top, if you like, under Warnock. That formation, I quite like that. Um, but what I would say is if you go to the Wigan game, that formation we played there, where we saw an f- absolutely phenomenal game from Murray and an absolutely sensational game from, from Williams, that's my favourite formation with the squad we've got so far. And it was 4-2-3-1. Four, mm-hmm. four, we, we, we allowed the defence to sit back. We had O'Keefe and Wright, I think it was, sitting back in that game. But it was the three behind Mark Murray that I liked the most. We had Williams, who was central. You had Ambrose, I think, who was left. And you had Zahar, that was right. And see, I'd Do- quite like that, to see Garvin
4: that in that
3: role. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, what,
4: he's not a defensive player, but sort of sitting in you know, the middle of, sort of a 3-1... A like
3: a forward formation yeah i i yeah, I see what you mean i mean the, the shame of that four two three one one formation really for me is, is where you fit scan in. Because uh, he doesn't deserve to be dropped, but um, say we're, we're getting we're getting probably getting ahead of ourselves here. It's an interesting subject, and it's and these these are the sort of stuff that uh, Dougie has to battle with, I suppose. But certainly, well, I, I think
4: uh, it could yeah. quite easily work. You play Scandal on the right, Zaha on the left, Garvin in the middle. You wouldn't start Williams isn't going to start this season very often, oh, I suppose. OK. so he's yeah. g- he's going to come on and replace someone like a Garvin, and then if you could get them firing, KG and. Um, and Jednak in the midfield, two who can play, but uh, like defend, but can get forward, you've got all kinds of options in front of you. Yeah.
3: Okay, well look, before we preview the Brighton game, I just want to see if Albert's got any opinions on that. We've been, we kept him quiet for a while. but um...
5: No, I've just been trying, I'm sorry if I've been quiet, I've been trying to sort of work on a pun that swaps the <laughs> word damage for ramage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, well you keep working on that. I think we're going to try and get our... Um, our Brighton supporting uh, gentleman on to talk to us. Mikey, um, do you want to get... Yeah, do you want to... Are we going to do that now? Yeah, yeah, let's do well, that I, now.
4: Well, while he's doing that, yeah. we can once again mention that obviously from Sunday, 2nd of October, <laughs> we're going to be broadcasting <laughs> on a Sunday.
3: <laughs> All right, we'll Logan do that. Right. Yeah. Right, hang on, I can hear him. something. Yeah, hello. Hi, hi there, Kieran. Um, OK, I you, Have you turned down your speakers now. I think we can hear... Okay, good stuff. Hello, mate, it's uh, Chris Hamblin on Hull Radio. How are you?
6: Oh, very good, Chris. Uh apprehensive, excited. <laughs> Christmas Eve.
3: Fantastic. Well, listen, mate, firstly, you know, side aside, thanks for coming on, appreciate it. I'm sure it's uh wasn't a particularly easy decision, mate, but we we really appreciate it. We promise to be gentle. Um, look, I mean we haven't seen you guys in a while. It's it's been been some time, so Aside from this season, um, can you sort of fill us in on how the last few years have been for you?
6: Well, since, since the last time we played you, which was the 3-2, of course, when you beat us in the last minute. That's right. Uh, one, <laughs> one relegation and uh, one promotion. Mm. Uh, we we were slumming it, really, at the bottom end of League One for two or three seasons. And then Gus has come round and he has transformed the club. Mm. Uh, and the way we're playing football is something I've not seen in 35 years of watching the Albion. And I think we've got, uh, a lot, a lot's going for us at present. We just don't want to be too cocky about it. Um, I think yeah. in terms of tomorrow, that's what we're most worried about.
3: Yeah. I mean, that's a, um, well, yeah, that it, overconfidence is a horrible thing, isn't it? I think we've suffered with that in the past. I think, I think if we go back to the time before the, the three, two where, uh, you beat us one, now at our place. Um, i think that uh i think we had, had that problem because we we're all remembering the five the five nil and what have you and it was it was a horrible wake-up call to see us see us lose that game so yeah i know what you mean about overconfidence it's from from an outsider point of view looking in it's i mean from from looking at you guys struggling under the likes of uh, russell slade and sort of thinking well you know we're not going to see brighton for a while it's been a massive transformation um you know you have to have some grudging respect from that as a palace fan but i won't go on about that otherwise no one will speak to me anymore but um i i I'll think certainly uh, anyway, uh, that is fair yeah well don't it to me <laughs> but it was i just think um you know you, you've got you've got this new stadium and you've you've you know you, you set yourselves up brilliantly you've started brilliantly did you did you expect to start so well no i think i
6: think we had a, a nice opening fixture with doncaster or probably one of the weaker teams in the league uh, and we won one-nil one down with five <laughs> minutes to go. Yeah. So, uh, but we we turned it round with two goals. Uh, we we, if honest, we we were slightly fortunate against Portsmouth. Uh, they missed a last-minute penalty. Mm. We were fantastic against Cardiff away, three-one. And uh, Gus has certainly got us playing in an interesting style uh, with with Macal Smith up front, Barnes playing just off him, and one or two wingers. So it, it it's, it's it it's a different style of football to what we're used to. Yeah, you know, after hoofing it round in the bottom two divisions for a long while, we're actually playing football. Uh, the ball comes out from the keeper to to Bridkart or to one of the centre halves. We knock it about. Uh, Southampton claim that we're boring because we we play tippy tap football, but it, it's it's a style which is worth watching and and it delivers in terms of results. And if I'm honest, mm. I think results have been slightly better than performances this season.
3: Oh really? Oh, okay. Well, that's I mean, that's an interesting point. I mean, I think well. We've got the, the opposite problem at the moment, other than the Doncaster game, but um, certainly uh, results haven't been as good as the last few weeks. But uh, sorry, John, you you want to make a point?
4: Yeah, I did. It was interesting. I've been watching. Obviously, I watched the Brighton game against Leeds, and you've got Liam Bridcutt I mean, we had him in on trial, I think, before last season, and we didn't offer him a deal. It's been quite interesting to see how he's developed um, at Brighton in a successful like campaign so far.
6: I think. I think you can talk to Brighton fans. Liam Bridcut's uh, been our best player this season. And was the unsung hero last season uh we effectively play four one four, one with him as the link between midfield and defense and every and he is the fulcrum uh he 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 delivers the ball out wide to the wingers, he gets in and, and breaks down attacks and, and he's everywhere on the pitch he 's one of those players who the more you watch he sort i mean the best, thing, best way I could describe him he's probably the David batty of the championship in in that he 's not going to get the plaudits from. Uh, necessarily from commentators but as, as a fan he, he he gives 100% he's all over he's all, he's all over the pitch, and and he's pretty intelligent with the ball as well um I, I'm surprised and the fact I, I'm amazed that you didn't give him a contract but I mean me perhaps, as well <laughs> a little, little bit younger
3: yeah I no, I, I mean I, I saw him um you know a couple of pre-season games when we when we had him on trial <laughs> and he looked, he looked a really good player to me. Um, I was disappointed. I, didn't, I just think it was a case of we hadn't, as you will be aware, we haven't had a lot of money to throw about, um, and I think it was a case of he wasn't. We didn't deem him ready to start at championship level right there and then, and we, we had other areas we perhaps needed to spend what little money we had. I think that's probably the only reason because he looked a really good player, and, and he's certainly come on well. He uh, was sorry, from
4: Chelsea originally wasn't he? I think that's yeah, right. Hmm. Well, you come to me for, I've got nothing to say.
3: Well, I was, you were supposed to ask the next question, but I'll tell you what, I'll ask it, shall I? Um just wanna to, wanna to talk to you about your new ground really. Um well firstly obviously you've settled in pretty well in terms of results, but um how are you finding it as a, a supporter? You got any concerns or any worries or anything like that, or has it just been all all happy days?
6: Uh, I think we're still pinching ourselves to be honest, in in terms of it, it does look good. From the outside, the views are fantastic. From the inside, the pitch is huge. I mean, I think that might take you back slightly. Uh, the acoustics are also excellent. We are producing a lot of noise and, and, and a fair play to Leeds. Uh, they, they were very vocal uh, last Friday, and I would, ex- I would hope that Palace would produce something similar tomorrow. Yes. It, it will be. Uh, I think it will be quite tasty inside. Uh, there's, you know, it's 23 years since we beat you, and, and we know it, and, and we're yes. desperate for it
3: yeah i I mean i yeah i saw that stat on the bbc that was a bit of a surprising one for me it's 88 wasn't it but i think um i think in terms of noise you won't have any disappointments from us i just hope that the game lives up to the the expectations we are away support even aside from big games has been has been the sort of a big source of pride for us recently uh as we've you know it's sort of crystallized through going through such hard times really um i mean that's really the, the, the subject to sort of move on to next um uh, Albert, are you gonna take this one? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa,
4: whoa, whoa, whoa! Well, I'll take that one for you, Albert. Yeah, you're
3: it's on fine. robotic for the moment there, Albert. Off you go, jump.
4: <laughs> well, obviously, obviously, like, you've been spending a lot of money. New, new ground. A lot of players come in, like Craig McCall Smith. And as a as a Palace fan, there's always that deep-rooted fear for any other club spending that amount of money. Do you think that there's a possibility that you could go through the same sort of financial hell down the line that we are if you're offering? contracts players
6: well that 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 is concerning I'm, I'm an accountant myself and i did the sums before tony bloom came in and, and i just didn't think that Fama was viable uh however when, when you, you he's effectively put 120 million pounds of his own money into the club uh and, and i know that the naysayers will claim that eventually he's going to want to take the money out but you can't take it out uh, there's there's no vehicle to take it out so he, he's a fan we, we don't know how wealthy he is but yeah. Uh, we we suspect that he's he's a pretty shrewd businessman uh in terms of the money that he's made from both property and his uh online gambling website so i'm i'm reasonably confident that if he, get, he he's trying to get us to break even on the pitch and let's face it we we've not broken even on the pitch for for 30 years neither have palace yeah uh, and if and if he is going to put that type of money in into the infrastructure which I think is the right thing to do then the rest of it will start to, to pay for itself. We, we, ha- we have paid a lot of money for Macaul Smith, um, but by all accounts, that we've offered him less money than was on, on the table from West Ham. Uh, we're also uh, amazed that we've signed Vicente from Valencia.
3: <laughs> yes. we're,
6: we're, we're well aware that other clubs in our division, we, we're effectively talking about the likes of Southampton and Leicester, do have, uh, are able to bankroll players to a greater degree. Uh, I, th- I think we've got a very persuasive manager. Mm. who has uh, who's who probably said to Macall Smith, come, come to the Albion and I'll make you the focal point of our strike force whereas with Big Sam he would be fighting uh for, for, for the for that position in, in terms of uh he's got uh, the big number nine up there, I've forgotten who he is now.
3: Oh he's got Carlton Carl hasn't Carl, he is the right. main guy, yeah.
4: And Jermaine Beckford.
3: Yeah. Um okay well I mean, you, you make some, some interesting points there. One thing I wanted to sort of pick up on is um, for us, again, this is probably, it's a little bit of uh, mischief making, but, but Bloom sort of reminds us slightly of Simon Jordan in some ways, not in a per- personality-wise. I don't think anyone would, would be as harsh as to say that. But you just think, you know, obviously it's in it, when you've got an individual bankroll in a club it's just and certainly when you're not aware of his wealth it's certainly one of them things sort of warning signs for us that's what we ask the question and like like i say it is a bit mischief making really i'm i'm sure that someone has you know in in his position spending he's done the right thing like you say he's he's built the infrastructure up you've got a stadium that can be expanded pretty easily you've got you know you've got masses of season ticket holders that is the way to set up to to, to try and get to this dream of breaking even and it's very much something i think steve parish our, our co-chairman was saying in the press sort of this week that 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 is something that we as a club have to look at as well you know we want this new stadium we want the same thing breaking even on the pitch i think at the moment we'd need twenty thousand a week to do that and we're getting nowhere near that so it's you know certainly yeah it's a good answer to that question thanks thanks kieran um have you have you seen much of ourselves in in recent times i mean any of our players that you're worried about ahead of that game
6: well we're aware of glenn uh last year he was absolutely fantastic and from what i've seen i've only i've only glimpsed a few things watching the Football League show he seems to lead your line very well Mm. Uh, we we know the damage he can do uh, and I think he's in for uh, one hell of a welcome tomorrow Uh, it's not going down particularly well and I think with Garvin turning us down in the summer as well that's just up the ante Uh, I I think uh, Friedman was a, a little bit naughty with some of his comments before the end of last season when he said he wasn't interested in Murray at all and then lo and behold he goes ahead and signs him.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, we were we were sort of caught out by that as well. And I thought, well, certainly we, we know a couple of guys in the press who were in the, in the same situation. They came and told us that uh, Murray was off to Millwall, and that Palace weren't interested. And then the next day, I think we sort of signed him. Um, you know, obviously we we couldn't hide our delight on, on signing him really. And I'd say I've been really impressed with him. He's not the player I kind of imagined he would be. It was a bit of a strange one, but um, I think yeah, in, it's a difficult one. I mean, did you? do you know much about uh, Wolf Zaha have you heard, seen anything of him well
6: I've, I've heard good reports about him and we were worried about Ambrose at the start of the season but from you know, listening yeah, in to his show, yeah. he seems to have uh, had a bit of a dip in form
3: yeah.
6: uh, you've got some a good young players coming through
3: yeah I think I think really it's, it's the unknown quantities in our team that we're going to be relying on um, but certainly they've they've you know, they're, look, looking at you guys you, you set up very well um, last few games you, you've been conceding a few any worries at the back there
6: yeah, I, I think we're all conscious of the fact that we've got two full-backs who are slow. I mean, they're, they're good going forwards, and, and they're solid when we've got a back-four line. But when the opposition break, uh, I mean, if, if you saw the match on Friday night, you would have seen that we we were being caught down the, down the sidelines. We've got two very good centre-halves in, in Greer and Dunk. But uh, Calderon and Painter, Painter's very, very solid. Calderon is brilliant going forwards. He got eight goals last season. Mm. Uh, but I think we're just a little bit concerned that if he's got a tricky fast winger, then uh, somebody's going to need to cover in front of him. I can't think okay. of anyone like
4: that. <laughs> got to
3: play Will. Got to play Will. Thanks for yeah. that. Take note, yeah. Dougie. Um, OK, we're going to try and get um, Albert to ask you a question and hopefully not sound like a robot this time. Albert.
5: Yeah, Kieran. Uh, mm. If you can sort of single out one player that we should be wary of, who would you uh, nominate from your t- your team?
6: Uh, I, w- I would probably say Ashley Barnes. He he's very much the unsung hero of the team. He got 20 goals last season, effectively as our third choice striker, because Gus tended to play uh, Murray and Wood, uh, and sort of interchange Barnes and Wood, or with Barnes coming on as a substitute. So to do that in his first full season was was incredible performance. And uh, mm. he-, he does polarise opinion amongst the st- amongst the fans. But he's he's a he's quite a shrewd guy. He's he's quite a nasty piece of work as well. Uh, if you get him riled, uh, and, and he's he sets up things very well for Macal Smith. So I would say he could be a bit of a surprise. Um, we don't know what the midfield's going to be uh, because we do have too much choice, if anything. So we don't, uh, if Harley is fit, uh, we just signed him from Swansea for three hundred grand. Uh, yeah. He'll be in the centre probably alongside Dicker. Vicente will come on in the second half, and then Noon's a pretty tricky winger. He's a classic small winger who is great to watch, gets the crowd on his feet, on their feet, but possibly takes one touch too many at times
3: okay that's good news because he scared the lot of me in the Liverpool game I just thought he looked superb um, I remember him at Plymouth I think it was wasn't it yeah. Um, but yeah he looks he looks a really really good player uh, I really hope if we've got Nathaniel Klein back in at right back after injury I think he's probably the only player on our team that would cope uh, I worry about having Ramage at right back or um, or even Moxie at left-back, because um, he's, he's more attacking-minded. I, I, I do worry about Noon, definitely. I saw Buckley took an injury. I didn't, don't know if you mentioned him. I was, uh, I was distracted. But um, Buckley was a hamstring injury, is that right? Yeah, Buckley's
6: out uh, tomorrow, which is a real shame, because uh, when he puts the afterburners on, he, he can go past anyone. Mm. Uh, very, very swift indeed. Reads the ball well, and has got a superb shot on him. So that, that's quite a big loss for us. Uh, but we've also got Loire Loire, who will terrorise? If you've got a weak fullback, um, you, you can be pretty sure that Gus will put him on against that fullback, mm. uh, and, and nobody's got near him this season. The only thing is that he doesn't tend to last for ninety minutes.
3: Okay. All right, mate. Well, that's that's good stuff. Well, the last thing we're going to sort of need from you, really, is a prediction on the game. Uh, what do you see the scoreline going?
6: I, I think we're a little bit nervous. Uh, I, I suspect it's going to be uh, a, a score draw, two-two. We, we okay. have been conceding too many goals at home recently. We, we threw away a two goal lead against Blackpool. We threw away the lead against uh, Leeds on Friday. And, and we've, we've been starting matches very slow. So I think you've got a chance to, to, to sneak in front, but expect us to come back in the second half. Uh, nice. As you know, it's Brighton boys like coming from behind.
3: <laughs> hey, damn it. Albert would have been got, trying to get in there with that one. Um, that was was, furious. He's furious. He's angry. What I, I was going to say. wouldn't actually, a dream of it that that probably that sounds a little bit like pretty most games for us this season we, we do tend to um do tend to start reasonably well and then and then we sort of sit back and invite pressure and i I worry about us doing that I would honestly take two two right now and that's that's not something i want to say to uh, to a Brighton fan in all honesty but that's that's how I feel at the minute I think we've you know we've had a bit of a a wobble and we need to. need to kind of get a bit of a grip um and i don't think well i'm hoping that the the added pressure of this match and the excitement and and dougie knows better than anyone you know how much this this match means to the fans and it's been a it's been too long to be honest with you Uh, i mean we we can't wait in in many ways but there's also a bit of fear i think it's fair to say um okay look listen, this has been great speech here, and I really do appreciate it and um you know I can't wish you guys luck that would, that would be the wrong thing to do I, you know but what I would say is um it is good to have Brighton back uh, in the same division, and i hope it i hope it lasts a bit longer uh, I hope do remain
6: well you know as, as much as we we always want Palace to lose. You're our rivals, and it's it was the first thing we looked for in the fixture list this season. With Murray coming back, with the new stadium, it, it couldn't be it, it couldn't be more exciting.
3: Good stuff. All right, mate. Well, listen. Thanks for coming on, and uh, I'm sure I'll well I'll be at the <laughs> the uh, Amex tomorrow. Yeah, uh, in your place. Okay. Thanks a lot. Cheers, Cheers now Bye. Bye okay um those of you that were uh, trying to call us during that obviously we couldn't really break off for that if you do want to give us a call um it's 0208 123 1646 it's not a huge amount to to go into we're gonna have a little chat amongst ourselves uh about about Brighton and give a couple of predictions uh before going through some of your emails i'm, I'm reading them most of them most of them seem to be made up emails i mean that's that's scandalous of me suggesting that. Most of them seem to be of a certain type, so we'll leave them to the end. Um, thanks to those of you that have contacted us. And like I say, if you were trying to phone earlier, you got anything to say, you can still give us a call. We'll be on for for a few more minutes yet. Oh two oh eight one two three one six four six. Now, chaps, uh, after hearing all that from uh, from from Kieran there, um, line up and tactics. You, 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 well, we will go to you first, John. What what are you thinking?
4: I think we've got to be strong at the back. <laughs>
3: oh dear okay no No, in in, in
4: all honesty i think we i think we just need some players who are gonna you know gonna give their all out there to be honest i don't Mm. think there's 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 any scope to carry players in this game I, i think i don't think this is the right game for ambrose to be honest i think you know he'll want to win but i don't think he's in the right frame of mind at the moment you know to to be as big an influence against a team that's really you know riding high at the moment they are They, you know they're on the crest of a wave with all their with their new ground and new players and their you know what's been brilliant form really and um I, th- I think we need people are going to unsettle them especially as if as uh kieran said if they got two potentially um weak wing backs defensively then i think we need to get some pace out there
3: yeah this sort of goes back to what you were saying earlier about playing with with two wingers you know yeah. Uh, sounds like a must read, doesn't it? Uh Albert, any any thoughts or puns uh on
5: what uh, you like Yeah, it depends it's hard, you know, you want to <laughs> set up they're you know, they're a great team, you know, this season and you so naturally you want to um set up defensively, i. e. what we've been saying is bad, right, and yet in the midfield. So uh okay, I don't know really. I, th- I think tomorrow's probably come a bit too soon for Klein mm. but um, if Peter's having a nightmare against the wingers you'll probably see Klein come on in a uh, ramage limitation exercise
3: oh finally you got the ramage pun ok we do have a caller who's that
0: hello my name's Al Texter out to you what
3: <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, and not a real caller. Now, anyway, I'm so uh, I just... Oh yeah, it's interesting. I want to give a, a figment uh, of our imagination. He was, yeah, yeah. See, Mikey, that's the problem we have, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Um, anyway, I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Matthew Packham who's listening and hassling me on Skype. Uh, hi, Matt. Um, sorry, we didn't get to talk to you during the Doncaster review. I'm there. Not that sorry. I'm not that sorry. No, not really. Um, but um, yeah, we'll be speaking to you a bit later on, mate. Uh, okay, let's get to your emails. Any of you, you who are listening now, who aren't who aren't regular listeners, some of these emails may cause some confusion or uh, offence. So, um, I mean, yeah, good luck with that. I- I'll start, and then uh, and then J- John, you can take the easy middle one, and Albert, you can read the troublesome last one before we end the show. Mm. Yeah. Okay, we've got uh, this. is from uh, someone whose first name is apparently York and whose surname is apparently Hunt. I wonder what that could mean if I said those two things together. Uh, it's a good show as always. That's very kind of you, York. Uh, the Brighton game is like no other. We must approach it as if it were a boxing match, and hopefully we will batter them in the ring. Hmm, wonder what's going on here. Uh, they will be on top, so we should use our pace to counter-attack while being mindful not to let them in the back door. I will give credit where it's due, the Amex is an amazing stadium, although the builders left small holes in the toilet doors. <laughs> I live in East Sussex, my son is the only Palace fan in his class. All the rest are Brighton, and the concern is that he gives in to peer pressure change changes teams. I've had many a conversation with him about all his Brighton mates rubbing off on him, and how he must remain Palace. The one thing we will need against Brighton, uh, I'm not saying that one, is a strong ref. (laughs) (laughs) Brighton players are known for going down at every opportunity. We must (laughs) acknowledge, though, that Brighton are on an upwards curve at the moment and they're splashing the cash. They were close to signing Marks, Bent and Robbie Keane in the last transfer window. Bent and Keane playing for Brighton doesn't that describe the whole team. Fantastic stuff. Um, that's that's fine work to get all of those doublot entendres in there, which I'm sure were all accidental. John?
4: What doublot entendres was that?
3: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll tell you about it uh, later. Am
4: I going to have to sit on your knee again?
3: <laughs> yep. Anyway, you've got uh, you've got an email to read out. Uh, I say an email to
2: read out.
4: Yeah, it's from um, it's from Miss Tickle, first name Tess. Uh, it says, uh, "I've been to the Amex a few times. I think there's a problem with sunlight in the home end, as I continually heard the people Oi, get out of my sun.' P.S. Hambo is hung
3: like a pack as- of Pringles. Hmm, I'm not sure how. No, He's an onion.
4: One
3: of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a lovely, lovely thing!
4: One of, the, one of those small lunch lunchbox packs, yes.
3: Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the last email before letting you sign off with the, um, with the troublesome one, Albert. And it just says, hats off to the Brighton fan, uh, was very interesting with his information, unlike those on Homesdale dot net. Uh, videos singing our song, we will show them tomorrow. And great news uh, by the boys down and out for a five minute update soon. I'm not sure who that was from. Mikey, any ideas? Uh, uh, Colin Haynes. Okay, thanks for that, Colin. Much appreciated, mate. Yeah, I thought I thought Kieran was was really good to speak to us, and he, very informative. Um, and but yeah, hopefully we do do sort them out well and truly. And obviously, um, yeah, I would very much like to say uh, thanks to the guys who did five minutes down under last week as well, um, with Tommy and his, and his dad Tony. Uh, and hopefully they will do one one quicker than uh, about a year. I think it took for their the second episode all right and um i don't even know if you really want to read this albert do you i'll give you i'll let you decide
5: i will warn you i am asthmatic and it's quite long so i mean i'll give it a go
4: okay try and take regular breaths
5: it says um doesn't say who it's from but um there's no prizes for guessing Says greetings once again from ethiopia Uh, Even here in the holy land of the elephant, where the sunshine filters solemnly through shimmering air and the water buffalo sips on the muddy lakes of the Saharan Desert or whatever, there is a mood of anticipation in our tribe. We do not understand what or who Brighton is or are, but from what we have read from your mystic message boards and from Bubs' video, we can picture a large bird-like creature that does something to many land animals against their will and whose worshippers enjoy <laughs> the ghoul of the Whitened chin. We have made many sacrifices of newborn children to the god of Glasgow, Doogie, so that he can capture this demon and poison it with the horn of an antelope. Even after we lose to, to Oncaster and the heathens bemoan Doogie, we wish for their deaths and pray to our two-mile-high statue of Hambo to crush them in his glistening abs. <laughs> hold, hold tight. There is more. Oh, Even really? in the month of virgins, <laughs> where many of our followers have died, we hope to attend the Brighton Beanback. We currently have many pigeons sent to Sellers Park with many jewels and treasures in return for some tickets, and we will make our journey by long boats at sunrise to make the game in time for a few beers beforehand. It will be the first time we have set foot off our sacred land of the red vulture for the first time in 600 years. I can help this is long. When we saw a drab nil-nil against Morecambe, <laughs> Calvin Andrew missing an absolute theatre in the last minute. We hope to meet some of you prophetic bird members tomorrow and share tales of our famous hunts and famines. Many happiness to you all <laughs> at Homesdale Radio by I, um, some complete mentalist.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a follow-up to a, a, an email last week from someone who says they're from Ethiopia, but I don't think that the email is. Fucking love think that uh, i think we'll leave that there okay look thanks thanks to everyone who's listened today uh thanks to everyone who's contributed um sh- had a few more calls uh, so sorry about that really but i uh, listen i you know we, we've got we've got plenty coming up i just want to say thank you to everyone and i want to say uh <laughs> i'm getting confused with too many messages coming through sorry bear with me a second right okay it's nothing important Da, 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 da. filling 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 there's nothing important uh, okay listen coming up we've got uh, interviews hopefully with with, with steve parish when we get that one sorted we've got uh, clinton morrison which is waiting on a date for that one same with bruce dyer uh, i'm interviewing david gold the uh, west ham co-owner and uh, uh, and chap who's interested in palace uh, we're talking to him tomorrow before the brighton game um, and that'll be played out on wednesday i think um yeah wednesday is a plan but keep an eye on the board for that one we'll be announcing that sooner if you are listening to this on the podcast uh just do listen live take you know just get involved really it's uh it's so much better when you guys get involved um and just a quick reminder that we're, we're moving to sunday nights uh, as of the second of october uh, which is this coming sunday uh, we'll try that for a month and see how people get on listening live you know one way or another um okay brilliant thanks a lot guys thanks albert thanks uh, John, there you are. I'll, yeah. be, uh, I'll
5: be coming this Sunday. So
4: you can remember Good. me as well. It's meant my name.
3: Yeah, And uh, obviously, nice. thanks, Mikey, as well. And we'll speak to you guys soon. Cheerio. Bye.
4: Peace.
5: I just fucking love Doctor Who.
2: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
6: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.